Hey everybody, I'm John Reap, and this is where I say something funny. Um, Bunghole. You are watching slash listening to The Ego's Last Stand. When I come around, got the whole thing And we're back for another episode of The Ego's Last Stand. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Sardom, and joined always my cohort, Brandy Nicole. Brandy, how you doing, honey? Ah, my face is dustier than Scarface today. No, oh, that's I'm awesome. I'm living my best life. Yeah. Did you say my cohort? Did I say that? 100%. That's really insulting. Did I say cohort? I don't think I said cohort. I, I wouldn't say that. No. It, although, that would be funny, though. We're both whores, yeah. Well, we all are. Sometimes we're, we're all whores today. We're in show business. And today, you know, I tell you what, we're joined with another repeat on uh, the Comedy Off-Broadway podcast, although under a different name, but this guy joined us last time. He's a fantastic Emmy Award-winning winning writer, an amazing comedian. He's been killing it all weekend here at Comedy Off-Broadway. Welcome to the show. Greg Fitzsimmons, how's it going, man? It's just great to be on this stage. Uh, I think I was only here once before, but what a what a great showroom. I mean, the crowds are so alive, mm-hmm. and you know they're rambunctious. They they yell out a little bit, but it's all it's all in fun. Yeah, it's a blast. I, I wanted to hit that woman in the back of the head last night because she just like and it was random. Oh, the like, one over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Was, that was the only one that was kind of random. Was she doing a Dora the Explorer episode? No, he I just see the map. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it was kind of. Also, kinda... I, I want to thank you for um, not giving me any kind of an idea of when the taping was starting <laughs> I was today. For that. I was waiting. We for were it. supposed to start. First of all, this guy who says he's a 49ers fan schedules the podcast during the game. And then I go, I go, hey, can we move it early? I text him, you know, this morning. Can we move it earlier? Yeah, no problem. And then I don't hear back all day. And I just finally, it's like 3 o'clock, and I'm like, all right, I guess we're not doing it. And so I go to the gym. I'm in the gym. I'm on the freaking treadmill. And then I get ding. I get a text. We're waiting for you. Waiting for me for what? Is it, was I supposed to like, uh, was there a website I was supposed to download? It was an e So on the way in here, I'm explaining to him what's going on. I said, I know you're going to destroy me for this. And that's fine. That was the last time you were on here. You absolutely like roasted me. And I, it was like the best time of my life. So thank you for keeping the trend going. Well, that's good. Look, I really you know, appreciate just, it. It's important that uh, you know, the organizational, maybe you need a... Uh, well, you're the producer. You should be coordinating the guests. <laughs> you're coordinating the guests? I'm, now, what do you do at this club? Uh, well, when I'm here, I'm, I'm one of the bouncers. You're a bouncer. Yeah, when I'm here. Have you ever had to physically take somebody out? Yes. Any fights? Any punches ever thrown? Most, most people don't want to fight me, so yeah. they don't do that. Right. Yeah. Josh is a little intimidating. Well, yeah. Well, it's my underwear. So. <laughs> Your well, underwear, you it gives you a certain facial expression. It does. It's yeah. too tight is what Right, it is. right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you never got swung at. No, uh, not here. Not here. But, uh, you know, I, I was in law enforcement for seven years, so I got swung at plenty then. So I've had my Right, phone. right, yeah. right. So you don't ever work the phones where people call the show and ask what time the shows are tonight? No, right? I do not. That Thank God, right? That probably wouldn't be your forte. Not my forte. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Not really in your, your skill set. Not not really there. No. <laughs> now, when you won your – just to shift gears off of picking on me. Um, when you won your Emmy, were you actually at the Emmy? Emmys. I won four. Oh, Jesus. No big deal. Listen to it's him. Just, you know. <laughs> He's up there flicking him in the head. Just a couple. <laughs> um, no, I never went to any of the ceremonies because I'm a comic. And yeah. on the weekends, I go on the road. Too busy. Yeah. What, what am I going to do? Sit there – you know, what the would tuxedo. you have? What would I was getting ready to say? What would you have worn? 
Would you went straight? I would have gone shark skin. I wear. I wear. Thank you uh, very much. When Thank I wear a suit, much. I have like some nice '60s thin-cut sharkskin suits with narrow ties, little gold tie clip. Nice. I'm here for that. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. That was before Mad Men. I started dressing. <laughs> I started dressing that way back in uh, the late '90s, before Mad Men. Oh. And then Mad Men came out, and I stopped wearing it because I didn't want to seem like a guy who was. Or Swingers also came out. Very true. And they were wearing those suits. What kind of suit do you wear? Um, I tend to just wear the the jacket. I don't usually wear a tie a lot. Yeah, or a shirt. Just well, I tend to not wear a shirt. <laughs> no, I it just it. I don't like. You know the. You have a big neck. Yeah. I do have a big neck. Yeah. And it just it like I can never find the right shirt. Like it has to be custom made for me. Right. For the button to work right, or I have to have like double extension or something, and yeah, it's just not comfortable. There's a and shirt extender. What's that? There's oh, a shirt sure. extender. Yeah. The button thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a maternity thing. Well, kind of. Okay. It's, it's kind of like. Are you know, there are there exercises do you think <laughs> to slim down your neck? You know, there are three places on your body you just can't get in shape, and that happens to be one of them. You know what's funny about that is that my neck is incredibly small and I want to build it up because I feel like I didn't have a thin neck and then I started running about it you out, yeah. seven or eight years ago and I lost all the weight in my neck and my face yeah. and I can't get it back. Once, <laughs> once you lose hey. it, you can't get it back and Listen. I look like a fucking, uh, can I curse on this show? Yes, you can. This is for I Christian like dad a, to make. I look yeah. like a skeleton now. You're, I, I tell you, you don't want it back. Once you get meat neck, yeah. This is horrible. This is horrible. That's got to be you. It's not me. Oh, you know what this is? This is the <laughs> alarm I set yesterday to remind me about coming to your originally scheduled podcast <laughs> that we changed. Uh, anyhow, uh, <laughs> you've been doing a, a, a lot of hosting, right? A lot of hosting. Yeah. yeah. Not as much now. I did when uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm 53. The phone's not ringing for me to get in front of the camera that much anymore. No. I get a lot of writing work, producing work. I can sell shows. But, you know, they want, they want people in their 20s uh, hosting shows. Yeah, but what do they fucking know? But I go on, like, the David Spade show a lot, the Lights Out with David Spade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, one of the most frequent guests on that show. I'm doing it again on Wednesday. And, uh, and that's a lot of fun because Spade, be. Spade is so quick. And during his monologue, he likes you to heckle him. <laughs> and that's hilarious. He handles it so well. And then, uh, you know, and then you, you know, I've worked with some great, I did it with Atel last time. Atel and uh, what's Sasha Baron Cohen's wife's name? Amy Adams? Nope. No. Fisher. Fischler, I Fischler. think. Fischler. Fischler. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Amy Fisher. <laughs> she is Amy really Fischer. funny. I, I, yeah, I see, when she's on interviews and stuff, she is absolutely hilarious and yeah. very witty. Edgy, witty, mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, so then we all hung out afterwards, and then I did the another one with Dana Carvey and Jen Kirkman. God, that had to have been hilarious. Well, it was so much fun that after the show, we hung out for like an hour, and then I, and I had had Dana on my podcast before, and he goes, hey, let's, let's keep it going. He goes, let's do a podcast, the three of us. So the next week, we got together, and we did a podcast. That's so nice. great. Yeah. And... I was late for it. My <laughs> own podcast. But I, but I bet that was like on you, though. That wasn't on the... I got a flat the, tire. See? They, That's fair. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And we recorded at the comedy store, and so I had to drive from Venice to the comedy store, and halfway there I got a flat, and... Uh, so flat tire then, flat head now. I mean... Yes! Fair just enough. a bunch of flats. Right, just right. Just a bunch of flats. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad, though. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, you, you spent a lot of time on the Joe Rogan show as well. Yes. And uh, I, that's got to be a blast. Yeah, I just I mean, did my 20th appearance on there, God and it's, it's three hours. And 
you think about that going on and you start to get anxious like what are we going to talk about That's for three hours yeah. and then he lights a fatty yeah and i don't really <laughs> smoke pot but i'll always smoke it before that show and then you get super high and then all of a sudden he's like all right let's wrap it up and you're like what right. that right. was three hours right. what did i say yeah and then you like Start getting emails from people like, why would you have said that about Ellen DeGeneres? You worked for her. She's you a signed fun. a non-disclosure agreement. You shouldn't have said all that shit about her. And your attorney's on the phone. Yes. Uh, That's no joke. No, I, I, once, I once said something about her when I was on the Howard Stern show, and I got a call from my lawyer three hours later saying that Warner Brothers had called him and issued a, ce- a cease and desist wow. because great. I had broken my NDA, and if I ever did it again, I would be sued. You're finally an edgy comedian. Yeah. That did it for you. Girl. I know. I'm done stand-up now. <laughs> I'm dangerous. I said fuck on your podcast. I mean, Woo. infamy is still fame, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good thing either way. What's the difference? Between between famous is infamy and infamy. like uh, well, you, scandalous fame? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, like, you're the bad guy. Right, you know, the right. The edgy, you know? Definitely. Fame is a weird thing now, isn't it? It is a weird thing, and it's you're gaining like people are gaining popularity for the most backward reasons yeah. nowadays too. Like we grew up, you actually had to do really important things to get famous. Right. Nowadays, you're famous. Now you can go viral instead you, of being famous. I mean, there's yeah. there's some yeah. there's a chick on uh, on um, YouTube that picks pimples, and she's famous for that. Really? Gets paid a lot of money a month. There's there's girls out there that are doing all kinds of stuff on YouTube and getting paid yeah. all kinds of money a month. Wow. Just because, you know, there's one chick that can lick her elbow. She makes some money. Well, that's my chatterbait. <laughs> that's your chatterbait? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get it Trying done. to get you some ratings. And the money's coming Trying to get you some ratings. Um, but I think fame is not even sought by normal people. No. They don't want it anymore. Like, I know I'm friends with some f- very famous people that literally, do, like Zach Galifianakis is a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Doesn't do interviews. Doesn't, like, when he goes out in public, he keeps it super low profile, really hates being recognized, like, has a family, spends all his time with his family and his friends, and, uh, and he just hates it. He hates it. Yeah. The way he gets treated by people because people have no boundaries anymore. Yeah. Very true. They really don't. They think they deserve to know everything about everyone. It's like And that they have the right to approach them right. when they're sitting at a restaurant with their kids right. having a lunch and they go, you know, it's it's just like so that's why I've purposely set out to not become too successful. <laughs> I crawl my way to the middle, that's, I'm that's staying why. right there. It's nice the and warm. middle, baby. It's nice and warm. It's warm. I think it's not hot, it's not cold. <laughs> I'm not struggling. I do very well. I make a nice living. Yeah. You're you know. not calling the paparazzi on yourself? Like, hey, here's where I'm going to be. I mean, I'm some- really famous. Come, come here. <laughs> and I sometimes would. I'll go to events. Like, like Zach invited me to the premiere of his last movie. And, uh, and I showed up with him. And there was a red carpet. And he obviously was walking down the red carpet. And there was a moment where somebody, like, uh, grabbed my hand. And I was like, oh, they're going to ask me to walk the red carpet. And they led me to the side of the That's red carpet so to walk around. Jesus. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. I love that. That had to make you feel like real. You're like, you're a dick. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me punch you in the freaking And kidney. then I heckled Zach throughout his interviews with like E. Good for you. And, uh, <laughs> See, that's a friend. That's yeah. what a real friend right. does. That's what you're here for. You know, like there was a guy that had a heart attack at work and he died. And all his friends, this is a true story, and all his friends, like, at work, decided they were going to, now it was a selfie time, because they thought he was asleep. 
Yeah. So all these buddies are sitting there taking no. selfies with them. Yeah, and this shit went viral. And, and I looked at one of the pictures, and all I could think to myself is, nobody there could draw a dick on his face? I mean, yeah, what right, kind of face right, right. does he have? I know. You know, you're falling asleep at work. Come on. Step right. your game up. If you, right. if you died... I, Full I, dicks on your face. I, I mean, it, like, if you didn't, I, I'd haunt you. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, it was in our, our writer agreement to draw. It, it was. Put dicks on your face. God, you have the most beautiful eyes. Don't I, though? Did you win best eyes in high school? Listen, I was um, a pageant queen back in the day. Were you really? Absolutely, yeah. What kind of pageant was it? County Fair. <laughs> a lot of drinking at that one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight out of the trailer park. <laughs> Speaking of, West Six Brewery, yeah, thank you for sponsoring oh. us. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We appreciate you, West Six. We love you. We drink their beer every chance we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, intravenous. So will you drink? Oh, you're not drinking. Uh, not right now, no. I'm not either. I've got a Dr. Pepper full right. of right. 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 But we do. We do drink on the podcast, but I know you didn't drink, so I didn't want to make you feel Oh, believe me, I'm surrounded by drinkers every <laughs> right. night, so I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I mean, I already made you late because I'm an idiot. I didn't feel like, you know, making you feel any worse about it. No, I'm just so. kidding. I'm fine with it. Um, funny story, uh, Jeff Oske, a uh, writer for Bob and Tom and comic out of Indiana. Yeah. He did a show with uh, Zach, and uh, Zach was in Indiana. He got told, like, last minute, hey, do you want to do a show with Zach Galifianakis? He's like, hell yeah. So he gets out there, and he does his set, and, it, you know, everything goes great. It's in front of, like, 1,500 people or whatever. And Zach comes out and starts getting into a fight with a mascot. Like, starts his show. Like, literally, he's having a fight from one end of the stage. And it's going in the crowd. And it's like, and then when it's all over, he just gets on the stage. He's like, so anyway. I mean, like, nothing happened. And when he told me the story, I was like, what were you like? He was like, is this real? Like, I said, like I bet that's, the, that's the point of the it. The mascot? So he hired a guy to be yeah. the mascot. Yeah. yeah. Now, he did a thing one time at uh, Largo in Los Angeles where... The stage is right next to the door to the street on Fairfax, is the old Largo. And uh, Zach was on stage, and he took the wireless mic, and he walked outside, and he grabbed the guy that was walking by, who was homeless, and he brought him in the door on stage, and he interviewed him for like 20 minutes. That was his set. That's brilliant. That's, I mean, that just sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah it just sounds like a good guy. Yeah, he's done a lot, <laughs> he's done a lot of funny stuff at Largo. He, he was I really don't. creative, very, very inventive. Um, and then he had this kid who's uh, my neighbor's son. Zach got to know him, and he was at the time, he was probably six. And Zach went on stage, and he said, I started a comedy camp, and I'm teaching kids how to do comedy, and here's one of my students, and he brings Theo on. And Theo, <laughs> Theo didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> And he just, he had him, and he, he sat in the audience, and he had, he had Theo do a bunch of jokes that he wrote down for him. And it, like, crushed. And now Theo is a comedian. Like, That's awesome. 15 brilliant. years later, he's, like, getting into comedy. That's, That's awesome. Brilliant. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting here talking with Greg Fitzsimmons. we got a break for uh, our sponsors. Oh. So we will be right back. All right. After these messages. What's up, Kentucky? This is Rex Chapman. 
I've struggled with addiction in the past. Today, I'm often asked where someone can turn for help. Bridgeway Institute Kentucky offers NAD plus IV therapy to end addiction without horrible withdrawals. I've used NAD plus. NAD plus is a revolutionary treatment that helps heal the brain-destroying disease of addiction. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, visit Bridgeway Institute at bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. You might just be the one to save a life. That's bridgewaywellnessgroup.com. And we're back. Uh, we're sitting here talking with Greg Fitzsimmons. And hey, Brandon now. Cole, and uh, <laughs> we were just talking a little bit about Zach Galifianakis. And, uh, you know, so to switch gears again, who killed John Bonet Ramsey? Who do you think did that? I think it was her parents. Think so? Yeah, I think her parents killed her. But did they ever find her? I don't think they did. I, I thought, like, somebody just put out. Oh, no, I'm uh, thinking of Chandra Levy. They never found John Bonet was found. They found Did they her. Find her? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, th- they found I thought there was the, something about the, the DNA dryer, they just in the uncovered in the dryer. Mm, she was in like the dryer. That. Did she shrink? Maybe there was. I'm, <laughs> I mean, probably full of static too. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. We are yeah. dark motherfuckers. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if she's laying in her casket and somebody bends over to give her a kiss and the dress just sticks to the guy's face. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you were going to say she was like a shrinky dink and just whoop. <laughs> a shrinky dink. <laughs> <laughs> shrinky dinks. Swoop in the she dryer. got bruises on her head from <laughs> bonking around in the dryer. <laughs> That's Doesn't great. Jean Bonnet sound like a dessert? It does. Absolutely. But, like, Napoleon was a guy you could turn into a dessert because, yeah. you know, he's a historic figure, kind of colorful. But you could – ordering a Jean Bonnet would be a very sad way to end the meal. Yeah. The last Craigslist girl we had on here, she, that was one of her specialties. You could order a Jean Bonnet. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you needed a knife to cut into it. Yeah. Brilliant. So that is – <laughs> and Napoleon, he enjoyed sticks up his ass. So everything worked yeah, out there. Right, so that right. was good. Same. That yeah. was good. <laughs> Dark it's my Friday night, honey. <laughs> yeah, Bigfoot, believe in them? Don't believe them? Bigfoot? Yeah. We'd like asking our guests this question. Um, I've never been like one of those conspiracy kind of guys. Like I, some of the political stuff, I. I'm interested in because a lot of it turns out to be true. Right. right. But I've never been like into professional wrestling and Bigfoot and UFOs and all that kind of <laughs> I stuff. Like how wrestling got That's thrown in saying. there. <laughs> all right. So what? Uh, what what's been your favorite uh, political conspiracy that you you really liked? Well, there was the Vince Foster suicide, right? With, the, with Bill Clinton, and they you really that one really looked like when there's that much motive for it. And and I'm a I'm a Bill Clinton fan, and I have same. no problem with Hillary. Um, but at the same time, like I would I would believe that he was murdered. Yeah. I love to believe that Bill Clinton murders. It makes me like him a little bit more. Yes, like I want I want to believe that. Yeah, and also the the Kennedy assassination uh, was very strange because yeah, you know he was, um, you know, you got the Cubans, you got the mafia. You got the CIA. You got the FBI. Um, and what combination of that? Because uh, John Wilkes Booth, not John Wilkes Booth, um, Lee Harvey Oswald had connections to the mafia. Mm. Like he was a guy who worked with the mafia, and he also had connections to the Cubans. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Do you believe in the uh, ice bullet, that, uh, that part of the conspiracy? What's an ice bullet? Like, well, 
Because it, it melted after. Yeah, so that there would be like, no bullet evidence. Oh, yeah. oh, I never heard of or that. Or frozen uh, so hamburger many. is also oh, that's good. one as well. That's good. I subscribe to that. Well, I mean, and, and you add in the fact that war is big business, and Kennedy wasn't going to go to war. Like, he was not going into Vietnam. And, it, like, there is the, that whole aspect Well, he of escalated it. Vietnam. Kennedy? Yeah. No, Kennedy was trying to de-escalate it. He was trying to get the... He didn't like... The, like, the Bay of Pigs was the big thing that, that really set everybody off. Uh, you I th- know, the, no, the I think Cuban Kennedy escalated uh, Vietnam. You think he escalated Yeah. It? I believe so. Okay. I mean- <laughs> Should we stop down and Wikipedia it? We, I, mean, I mean, we could. Uh, Dave, you want to look that up real quick? See if you think. Uh, yeah, why don't you look it up? Dave, Dave's like, my phone's Dave, right Dave's there. Si- <laughs> he's sitting here with his headphones on like he's got to hey, do Dave. something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, get the phone and figure it out. Um, but no, it was, yeah, the Bay of Pigs was a disaster. It wasn't right. well handled. Nope. Um, but he was learning on the job. I think he learned from it. I think he was growing and would have been a great leader. Absolutely. Um, certainly, how he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis showed backbone. It showed conviction. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, it's because of him we really ended up in space, because he, he declared that. Yes! People really had nationalism big time back then. Matter of fact, he was so popular as a president, there was one humongous fad because of him stopped. Which right. Which was hats. That's right. Men That's wore right. hats all the time. Yeah. he didn't like wearing hats, guess what stopped? I know. That, that's amazing to me. Yeah. He should have worn a metal hat that day. He <laughs> should, well, you know, he should have worn a metal hat. And a helmet. Helmet and... Uh, is there- but, you know, there's also, you know, the guy that killed Kennedy, uh, who was that? What was that guy's name? The guy that, the guy that, I'm sorry, the Robert Kennedy assassination. What was the guy who killed Robert Kennedy? The, the guy, uh, the Saran Saran or yeah. something like that, yeah. He had the double name. Is that name. the guy? Yeah, the, the guy that, yeah. yeah. And he was the one that said that he didn't realize what he did. Like, Right. It, it, was it Sarah Sarah something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was. I, was it Sarah Sarah? It's something like that. It's a double. But name. there was a guy. But but I read this book where um, there was CIA mind control stuff going right, on. Right. Right. And that the guy that interviewed him when he was in jail was the same guy that was deprogramming uh, Korean soldiers when they came back because the Koreans were doing mind control, right. LSD with mind control. Yeah. And he was deep. Pro- so he understood all this mind program stuff. And he went in, if it was Sirhan, Sirhan, whatever the guy's name was, and he, uh, he sat with him for like nine hours before anybody else did. It didn't make any sense. This guy had no jurisdiction right. to be going in and talking to this prisoner. Yeah. And afterward, uh, Sirhan, Sirhan all of a sudden was fucking crazy. Had yeah. gone nuts. Yeah. That, those are one of the things that it's like, yeah, there's something else going on. Yeah. There. We're not getting the whole it's truth. It's pretty wild, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, is there any, uh, any like, popular mogul figure or just a politician or anybody that influences you enough to make like a, you... Like a skier? No, like, not... A skier? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like someone... Oh, like a mogul. Yes. Like a business what mogul. What did I say? Did I say... You said a mogul figure. I was thinking of skiing. Like moguls. Oh, uh, like those little bumps? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, like somebody who's, who influences you so much where you would change like a pattern of something that you do in your life. Like if you saw like... Well, you know, I just watched Gary Goleman's stand-up special and uh, highly recommend it. It's really like a... You know, a lot of people do 60 Minutes and it's taped and it goes on Netflix and they call it a special. Right. And there's nothing special about it at all. <laughs> Very true. Like Goleman's is a special. It's a guy who like went deep into his own life and also used the tools of having done comedy for 25 years to craft uh, a special that uh, says something and, and is vulnerable. And it's just, 
And it really made me, because I think a lot of us comedians, we, we don't necessarily lock into one style. And I'm guilty of that. Like, I do crowd work, and then I do little silly, silly, absurd jokes. And then I talk honestly about my life. It's yeah. all mixed up. And I think watching Gary's made me think that my next special should be more linear, connected, thematic, and uh, vulnerable. Absolutely. So, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. And you, you get, like, when you talk about being vulnerable, you, like, growing up, you, that is true what you say when you got into a lot of fights growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that changes, like, how your personality is altogether. Like, you're not, like, you go into a room, and, like, I've seen you do it numerous times, like, it, like the hard part of the room, whatever, like, is giving you that, that stare or whatever, yeah. you're, you're, like, right in their face. Like, oh, yeah. You're just all balls, and you're just, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you go right out. And yeah. before you know it, they're eating out of your hand because yeah. you're not afraid of them. Right. And I imagine that's where that comes from, where you're just. Yeah, my whole life, I don't know what it is, but if I'm on the street and, like, I see something that I don't like or I get bad energy from somebody, Boom. I don't hesitate. I don't know why because I'm not a big guy. But I think I just got it from my father. And my mother. She speaks up for herself, too. That's great. Now, what, how, how was your dad? He was six foot two from the Bronx, and he was a tough guy. Yeah. So he had no reason to back down from anything. Sure. And I inherited not his body, but his fucking spirit. Just the bulldog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and being a New Yorker, I just think that that's part of, part of the you know, personality type. Wait, I think we have some, uh, some feedback. We on. got some. All right. Why don't you get on mic so we can hear what you're saying? <laughs> See how I just interacted with him? Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. He used advisors and special forces almost exclusively near the end. Um, but right after his assassination, President Lyndon Johnson is the one that actually escalated the uh, situation. So Kennedy sent Green Berets in. Yeah, he was already, we were occupying it, and they were recommending to send, I think they said 8,000 troops. But um, he ended up sending much less than that. I think. Yeah, 3, Kennedy didn't, he didn't want to be in. Fair enough, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> It's all right, man. It's all right. There it goes. You know, I, We're here to learn. That's, that's what this is all about. Yeah. It's, this is actually a TED Talk. This is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go like this a lot? We do. We do. We do. We'd, hmm. Yeah. Really? That's fair. <laughs> Why does everybody in a TED Talk have to have the same mannerisms? Oh, I do that. The, I was in commission sales for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, you tend to, like... Yeah, I look so like a rotted instead. bitch, so yeah, and doing this. You look like a what? A rotted bitch. A rotted I just do. I just bitch. do. So doing this or holding a pen or pencil makes yeah. you seem more approachable. My friend teaches people how to give TED Talks. That's great. He like, does that in L.A. Like makes money doing that? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a market I think he for te- that. Absolutely. He teaches classes on it. And you said his <laughs> name is Greg Gurman. He's a famous actor. He's in uh, Grey's Anatomy. Okay. He was the guy in um, Ally McBeal, who was the, the blonde guy with the round glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Gurman. Well, fantastic. That's amazing. Little, see, uh, you taught me about Kennedy. I taught you about uh, yeah. Greg Gurman. No, dude, in you a teach, safe space. Every time I watch you on stage, you teach me stuff. You're, oh, just, thank you're, you. you're, you're a craftsman on that stage and a funny bastard at that. Thank you very much. Speaking of funny bastards, who I'm hoping is going to come back, and I don't give a shit who agrees or disagrees with me, Louie, tell, tell me, what's up? Yes. He's going to come back on this show? It, no, no, is he coming back? Oh. Is he, he going to get behind that mic? Yeah. And, uh, he's already back. He's well, just not. I, he's not working major markets yet. He's going out there. He's uh, getting his legs back again after a year off. He's working second tier cities. He's going to Eastern Europe and Israel. And uh, you know, look, the guy is one of the greatest comics ever. Absolutely. And uh, he, he, people are going to argue all of, all they want about how he should have returned and 
the correct way to handle it and all that stuff. But you can't stop him. You don't want to stop him. No, and I, I love. He's going to find his audience. He's oh, plenty yeah. of people that want to see Lillard. I, I, I love how you always have these armchair quarterbacks. Anything happens, either like grade school when you got into a fight. You know, you'd have one friend. There'd always be that one guy to go, well, if he did this, I'd do this to him. Yeah. No, no, you wouldn't. Right. You know, Mike Tyson said it best. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Right. You know, and Very it's just. True. No, and you look at Henry Kissinger. <laughs> this is a guy who is a, he's a war criminal. Uh, he, he launched attacks in Cambodia that were not sanctioned. They were against uh, the Geneva Convention. And this guy is being interviewed as a pundit on CNN and everywhere else. Like he's. You know, America yeah. forgives and forgets. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when there's oil involved. But right, right. <laughs> and, and, and if we... You think Louis was using oil? Maybe. I do. Maybe. Oh. I like how he made that jump. That, mm. See, that's master level mm. right there. Mm. Um, you got anything coming up you want to plug? My wife. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sure she's happy to hear that. She is happy to hear is, that. Is she still wearing gloves or in your Still head? wearing the gloves. Okay, good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I got, you know, the main thing is check out Fitzdog Radio, the podcast. It's available once a week. I got some good guests coming up. And uh, uh, I got to get Gullman back on. I got to email Gullman. I did yesterday. I emailed him after I watched his special and congratulated him. Um, and then uh, I have another uh, podcast called Childish that I do with Allison Rosen. That's oh, a great one, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so we talk about raising kids. She's got babies and I've got teenagers. So I'm teaching her how to parent, and she's not really buying it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's very much essentially so. essentially it, yeah. I understand. I go, I've been through both so far, teenagers, and I, I have a two-year-old daughter, so. Really? Yeah. How old's your wife? She's 53. Nice. Same age. And she had a baby at how old? No, no, no. We adopted her. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. That's old to have a baby. <laughs> Jesus. Where'd you adopt her from? Uh, right in the same place we lived at, uh, Frankfurt. Just took her from the neighbor's yard. Yeah, we just walked over. No, is it... it she literally, like, for 18 years, my wife and I have wanted to adopt. Yeah. And then just out of, out of the blue, this baby fell in our lap. Wow. And, and it was private adoption, and it went through, like, no problem. We had zero problems the whole way through. It took us uh, seven months to, to adopt her. And did you name her Jean Bonnet? No, we did not. Um, <laughs> Suzanne Summers is what we know. <laughs> Even better. Joni Bennett Ramney. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Your Instagram name. That's good. Thank I like you very that. much for the plug. <laughs> Dude, we appreciate you so much. Being Thank on you this so show, much man. for having me on. Dude, this it, is great. I love hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. you're fantastic, man. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to uh, check out comedyofbroadway.com. We absolutely love this club. They let us do this here, and they're fantastic. Uh, don't forget check out uh, Brandy's latest articles, BuzzFeed, and all that kind of good stuff. And look at my fan page where I'm going to be next. Uh, actually, I'm going to be in Ohio next week. So uh, hopefully people in Ohio will see it. And, Maybe uh, you should be a little more specific about that. Dayton, Ohio, Wiley. There you go. Probably. All right. Yeah. Better, <laughs> what do you want me to see, look, look get in the covered wagon and look, go to Ohio and look, start looking around? Look at how he's teaching me. Isn't this good? <laughs> this is why I love Greg. I'm going to hide my face now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the Pacific Northwest in three months or four months. By carriage or? Yeah, yeah. carriage. <laughs> I see what you're saying now. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate being on the show. All right. Man. Thanks. And uh, Brandy, you got anything else? I don't know. I'm just going to keep to myself, I think. Yeah. What, don't worry about where I'm at. Okay. Don't even worry about it. Are you afraid? Is that what A little is? bit, A little... yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Like you want like GPS coordinates of... Could be. Where I'm going to be? Yeah. I mean. Again? Well, listen. (laughs) 
right. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for Greg, Greg Fitzsimmons and Brandon Nicole. I'm Josh Arm. We'll see you guys next time. I uh, hope you liked the video, and if, if you like the, the show, make sure you throw a like down there somewhere. There should be a like, and uh, there's a subscribe button over here. And hit the bell. And hit the bell, yeah, ring the bell. And uh, you know, check us out, man. Stay in touch with us. We're always putting out videos every week, and uh, it should be a lot of fun, right? Right as the letter. Right as rain. <laughs> right as the <in> mail. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.